0: Welcome back, or welcome to another episode of the Success Times Happiness podcast. I am your host, Richard Thompson. And today we're going to do a a solo episode uh, about all things self love and cultivating the relationship that we have with ourselves. And this comes from a place with myself in terms of what I've learned over the last couple of years. And I guess the Inability to see how important that relationship is for your well-being. Uh, at least for myself, I've f- didn't realise that that was or that that element is so important um, for well-being. And it's only been the last couple of years that I've realised that, much to the expense of my existence in my twenties and my early thirties. So, as far as I can tell, there are five key elements when it comes to developing that relationship with yourself, but. Before we get into that, I think the primary understanding is the idea that from when we are born to when we when we pass away, we'll go through so many different circles of friends, so many different jobs from your first job in the fish and chip shop to your end of your career. So many different relationships. And then you might bring children in and it, there are just so many moving parts to anyone's life, but there is one constant relationship that you have, and that's within yourself. I guess it makes sense in both uh, sides of the coin that, it, well, it's you take it for granted because it's just you, but it also is so important because that's the constant. And so I think that the idea that you look at a relationship with yourself like you would another person's, another relationship with somebody else is key to this whole structure is that you actually look at yourself as a third person and that therefore you need to do work with the relationship, like any relationship that you have with your kids or with your partner or with your boss, you know, you need to put in the work to make it a healthy, thriving relationship. So there is no difference between the fact that it's just a relationship with yourself and the premise as well is that if you can get a relationship really strong with yourself, then it doesn't matter what happens outside of your life, you uh, or outside of your own relationship with yourself. You could have traumatic experiences, you could have ups and downs, you could have people coming and go in your life, but it's okay because you are rock solid with who you are and that relationship you have with yourself. So it definitely comes from a place of absolutely unaware for me. I was unaware that this was actually a thing. It's not taught at school, obviously. It's not taught, it wasn't brought into my circle of understanding until recently. And I think that if I had the awareness early in my 20s you know, I think I'd be a much better person as a result of that. To be able to lean on the knowledge out there in the online world as to what steps you take to start cultivating a relationship with yourself is key. So the first step for me, is, as, I say, as I see it, is I've been reading a book by Kerry Sackville called The Secret Life of You. Hopefully, I've reached out to Kerry. She's super lovely and super keen to come on the podcast I'm wanting her in studio. She lives in Sydney. So hopefully um, in the next couple of months, we can get her up here and in the studio. But the idea is to embrace the opportunity to be with yourself. And that is a difficult task. People don't like to look in the mirror, both physically, actually, and metaphorically. But to be able to sit with yourself and be still and just to see what thoughts are coming and how you deal with that, this introspection is a really key element of this process. You can definitely journal, you can definitely, uh, but it's more the idea of just being there and thinking, okay, how has that new information made me feel? And just being aware of how you're feeling and aware of how things are impacting you is a really important first step. It sort of separates from you as the brain versus you as the heart. You're taking note as to how things impact you and not and without any judgment. So something could happen that fires you off that you get, you know, enraged or you get like you have fits of rage inside of you. And then you can take a step back from that and go, okay, why did that elicit such a strong feeling? And then you can take note of that. And be, just the very nature of being able to separate yourself from the actual event and separate yourself from your own reaction internally is really powerful. And so, as I said, you're building out a relationship like you would with a new partner or with a new friend. You are just sitting there and listening and, and being by yourself and being able to be a third party, almost like a fly in the wall in terms of how you react to certain things. Second important element is to learn to practice unconditional love. Unconditional love is a very powerful and very important relationship that you must foster with yourself. Very difficult to do. People who have children will undoubtedly be able to say that they have unconditional love for their kids. So your children can be absolute turds and uh, you still love them. It doesn't matter what they do. You know, obviously you're trying to bring up children to be wonderfully fulfilled and um, content and driven and just well-mannered humans ready to embrace, you know, the challenges and uh, of life. But sometimes they, they tear you up or sometimes they do something, you know – out of their character or whatever the case is. But regardless, you love them always. And that's unconditional love. Do we have that for ourselves? That's a really, really challenging question. And the negative bias that comes into society. So the people often say, I, you know, you talk to yourself way harder, way more, with way more disdain and disrespect than you would anybody else in the world. And if that's the case, like that's not a place to be. That's not a relationship you want. And so it's turning the ability to changing the the way that we turn up for ourselves or, or love ourselves to be able to say, yeah, look, I'm, I'm imperfect, but I'm worthy. And that's a really important step. And I think it's not unsurprising because you see someone – even your kids or, or any sort of other person that you are trying to build a relationship with, you do not see every single failure or every time they've let you down or let someone else down. So you only see, I mean, it's, it's a bit of like the Instagram fake reality. It's the projection that people give you. You don't see behind the curtain, but for you, from when you were born to right now, you know exactly every single time you've stuffed up, you've let yourself down, you've gone off tangent you haven't been the best person the failures the trappings all of those negative outcomes from life and you have to sit in that you know and you're trying to develop a relationship with yourself that's unconditional despite the fact that you've let yourself down a thousand times and so part of that process of providing unconditional love for yourself is to be able to say it's okay you forgive yourself for that. You're only human, and you're going to mess up, and that's what it is to be human. No one's perfect, but it's to be able to embrace yourself and to love yourself, almost, in, almost, in spite or or even because of the fact that you are imperfect, and that but you are still worthy of success and happiness. And then when you can get to a stage of loving yourself, and I'm certainly on the path towards that, I no, but by no means there, then you can be kinder and softer with yourself. And when uh, events happen outside of your control, you can give true value to the emotions that you're feeling. And that's really important. But I I'd also think that if you unconditionally love yourself, then you are going to turn up to situations much better for others than if you hate on yourself. You, you know you can't truly love someone at your highest level if you don't feel that for yourself. And I I can accept that it's a very challenging thing to suggest. You're asking yourself to love a relationship with with yourself, but love a relationship with someone who has let you let you down so often or who has such negative thought or negative bias against yourself. But I think you get to an age where you're like, this is me and I love me. And to be able to get to that place, then you bring a whole new level of love, support, patience, kindness to the world and to the people around you. So, so important with that. The third step, is uh, to take responsibility for our lives. Now, my go-to reference there is obviously Jocko Willink and uh, Extreme Ownership. It's easy to accept, I guess, on a short-term shirking responsibility um, because responsibility is is hard. And I know that a lot of literature out there suggests that the measure of fulfilment comes down to how much responsibility that you can endure or that you can you can carry. Someone who has no responsibility is aimless. Someone with lots of responsibility is 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 focused and has a direction. So it's a really important. It's a really important thing to, to to embrace. But being aimless is hard because you don't know where to go. You're sinking. Having responsibility is hard. So it's it's an element, but it's but you've got direction. So it's like, well, either option is hard. So just choose choose the better option. Yeah, people who are suffering the most are some are often ones that are not taking as much responsibility on as they as they should. So it's it's about not looking at the short term gratification of life, but it's looking at the long term effect of consistency and of taking that responsibility in all facets of your life. So that's the, the the exercise there and the seven areas of life that I like to look at when it comes to breaking things down. And that's career, your financial, your mental, your emotional, your spiritual, your physical and your relationships. And so the exercise would be going through each of those and to ask yourself, what would it look like if you took on more responsibility in each of those elements of your life? And I think that's there's a lot of value in that. Number four is to learn to listen to yourself and protect yourself when need be. So listening to our emotions is really important to be able to, and not just to be blind to that. So to be able to go, okay, something has happened. It has impacted me because I feel the emotional shift. And to be able to step away from that, from like almost be a third party looking down into that into that arena and go, that's interesting that that's the way that's made me feel. Why is that? Unpack that. And the more you understand, the more you're able to manage through the emotions. You don't just see a red a red light and a siren going off in your head and going, that's just a situation. Uh, that's Let's, let, let's react or let's get depressed or let's put our head in the sand or whatever to be able to step away arm's length and go, yep, that's happened. That's the way that I have reacted. There's a, these are the reasons because of that. It allows you to manage that situation a hell of a lot better, particularly, and you're going to be, you're going to find that you're able to do that more frequently when you come from a place of unconditional love because it's like, okay, I don't tolerate I don't tolerate that event shifting the emotions the way it did, but I'm able to step away from it and go that acknowledge that it had did and then because then that sort of diffuses the emotional uh reaction to it. Then you're able to make a better decision or reaction or inaction than if you are just in, in, the, in the depths of the siren and the red light screaming at you and, uh, and it's chaos. So being able to step away from that reaction and be able to judge it is really important. And also the importance of setting up space and having boundaries is really important. That comes back to self-value. You know, if you are trying to be everything to everybody, you're being nothing to yourself and we want to be everything to ourselves first and foremost that's the priori- priority right so i think in the past i would put myself third or fourth on a list and uh that's not healthy i sort of looked at that as oh uh, that's me being thoughtful or caring by putting others other interests in other people's interests in front of mine or their well-being or their happiness or otherwise but like the adage of the, of the whole airplane disaster thing where the oxygen masks come down and they say, put yours on first before you help the infants or anybody else's. There's a real value to that. To be able to help yourself first so that you can then be of, be of help or be of uh, service to others then is really important. So to be able to set up boundaries for you to protect that priority, it is really easy to forget that when everything's going well, when you're in control of life and everything's going smoothly and everything's positive, to be able to forget that you still need to create boundaries. You still need time to yourself to reflect, to make sure you are giving yourself enough love for yourself and the ability to not be, uh, making sure you're not shirking away from responsibilities and or you're not tolerating something that you probably shouldn't tolerate. So I think to listen to yourself and to protect those boundaries is key. I think also the element of truth is a really important one when it comes to learning to listen to yourself. To be able to be true to yourself is really important. To be able to discern what you are avoiding because you're not wanting to speak your truth is like putting yourself at a disadvantage or you're not, you're not you're not valuing your own self because of some awkward awkward conversation or maybe it will be difficult in the future to confront somebody if you speak your truth by not following your truth is uh in my view it just diminishes the value you have on yourself you're saying i'd rather i'd rather avoid that avoid acknowledging my truth and giving value or prioritizing that as something that's really important to me over confrontation or over a challenging discussion so learning to listen to yourself is also about understanding your own truth and where you sit with that and then protecting your own boundaries really important to ensure that you are prioritizing yourself at all times a book on that set boundaries find peace by nedra glover Tawab, really important reading finally a commitment to healthy habits and this comes down to you showing up for you on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis to provide healthy habits. This isn't necessarily go and get uh, a massage or a spa treatment when you feel the need, even though they are great, but certainly being able to work on daily rituals or daily routines about hygiene, wellbeing, how to downregulate, just showing up for you on a healthy habit level you'd be looking at all facets of your life what you're consuming on a screen what you're consuming in your ears what you're consuming in your stomach what you're consuming uh, in terms of hydration and what you're, con- how much sleep and rest and recovery you're getting as well and so it's almost like a stock take of every single element in your life and creating healthy habits around that because if you can't show up for yourself in those elements on a small basis, then it's going to be very difficult to show up for yourself on large scale, big events, traumatic events, all that sort of thing. So they're the five, and certainly the uh, reference to, or the reference material, a really good read uh, when it comes to committing to healthy habits is obviously Atomic Habits by James Clear that I'm sure most of you have have read. So that's it from me today, the five uh, pillars, five things to think about when it comes to developing a better relationship with yourself. I know that like you I guess I, I don't sometimes I, I, I have been flow sometimes I'm all in on it and sometimes I forget about it and then it's to my to my detriment but I think it's very important to and certainly the recording of this episode has reignited my my passion or at least my focus when it comes to all things self-care and so hope there is some value in in those topics and if you have any ideas or thoughts about your own tips uh, when it comes to self-care please leave them in the comments uh, or send me a message and I will definitely be able to implement maybe we do a second part uh, down the track when it comes to everything self-care and developing that relationship with yourself but until next time thank you so much for listening Cody and I really really appreciate it it's been a an amazing journey so far we're on the a dozen episodes in but the the listens and the support we've been receiving has been amazing so we're really enjoying this process it's a long-term thing for us many years in the future but at the moment and hopefully forever we, we continue to enjoy it so until next time peace